Why is the force connecting us? Welcome to the Star Wars podcast where analysis, insight, and shipping come hand in hand. You're not alone. Neither are you. This is the Raylo Alliance. Hello everyone, welcome once again to the Raylo Alliance. I am your host, Gina, and as always, I'm joined by my beautiful and dirty Raylos. Uh, well, Fred is not here today, but I'm joined by Andy and Grisha. How are you guys? Hello everyone, I'm really excited to talk about this. I'm... Uh, I've been I'm waiting. sure you are. I'm also excited. I'm very excited to talk about this. <laughs> I love how I ask you how how you guys are, and, and you were like, "I'm so excited!" <laughs> like that was the first thing on your mind. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've been waiting all my podcast for life that it's not long to talk about this topic. <laughs> I've been waiting in the last five months to talk about <laughs> this since I became a podcaster. A shout out to the Raylos that got it from the of this thing. Oh yes. Okay. So, before we start, I just want to, yeah, as Grisha said, to point out that this topic was picked by you guys. We ran a poll on our Twitter, on our Twitter and we gave you three options to choose from on what you wanted to hear us talk about next. And you guys picked this. <laughs> so, that's why we're here today. Um, this is like very late on a school night, but <laughs> we're still doing it. We are hyped. And unfortunately, Fer can't join us today. She's been having some trouble with her um, setup for the podcast. That's why um, uh, the Q&A has been delayed because we're trying to fix that. And well, that's a whole technical issue mm -hmm. that we're not going to get into because that's not fun to hear. But we, I, we just wanted to let you know that Fer is going to come back. Um, probably, I hope so, uh, ne by next episode. So... That's it. So mm -hmm. let's get into it, shall we? So what are we going to talk about today, Andy? Okay, guys, as you voted, uh, this is the topic of sexual imagery in The Last Jedi and Raylo in general. Yes. So basically how this is going to work, we have a list of 10 points. And we're going to go point by point on uh, their relationship and these like, very specific moments and the sexual undertones that they have. So without further ado, let's get into it. And Andy's going to introduce the first one. Uh, well, for the first one, we are doing a little kind of preface of The Last Jedi, and we're talking about The Force Awakens, which is the movie where uh, Roy and Kylo met and where the their story began. And Wait, before we start, sorry, I just wanted to give like a warning. This episode is probably going to get mature, like... The, the, to the topic itself is pretty mature, so if you are underage, like, listen at your own risk. Well, we just want to put it out there, we don't want to get any complaints that we didn't warn you, so this is a 18 plus... Um, podcast. Episode. Podcast, yeah, now. <laughs> Episode. Podcast episode. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted <laughs> you, but keep going. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Uh, well, actually, the, I, I'm trying to be, to be quick with this one, and... The first time Rey and Kylo met was on Takodana, when we all like are familiar with this scene. Uh, I don't uh, <laughs> the, where she is practically running in the forest, and then he comes, and and they see each other, and this is like a really intense moment for the both of them, for both of them, and one one specific shot that 
is really like powerful and really has all these you know undertones, undertones. that are not really undertones <laughs> because it's pretty obvious it's it has to do with the whole i don't know role of lightsabers in especially the sequel trilogy it's when uh, kylo is it's walking towards ray and then he's on he's talking behind her back and just straight up his lightsaber he points his yeah. lightsaber literally at her face yes uh, in her face and it enters the shot very dramatically and it's and she literally just stares at it, like, yeah. like, and, like, her, like her face in that moment i remember when i saw that movie in theaters the first time like i got it <laughs> like, i really can understand people that really don't see it because for me it was like like i almost like almost g giggled because like i was like <laughs> oh my god yeah but like a school kid watching it like grow up Gina but and you know at that time I thought it was me you know I thought it was just my my mind and my dirty mind you know but <laughs> but no it goes deeper than that so yeah uh, just to, just to show um the, this use of the lightsabers and this this kind of undertones with them it's it's just plagued throughout uh, uh, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and it's not like it's it's really well it's in your face but not but not so that i don't know mm, people will be scandalized as much and i think that that is what we need to uh, what we need to discuss uh, right now that um may it's like kind of an interpretation but we need to realize that uh, the creators and all the people who are working in movies and you know it they see the story and the the storyboards and everything, and they plan it out. They know what they're doing, and they know what they want to. I don't know to hint at. Uh, so if we if you think we are over analyzing all this stuff, maybe we are, but it's probably just planned out from the beginning. Uh, the next point is still on the same scene. It's what I, a lot of people have been talking about since the the Force Awakens came out. It's when Kylo, um, I don't know, knocks Rey unconscious and picks her up in a bridal carry. And if you are not familiar with the bridal carry, um, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> I like how you just handed that to me. Like you were supposed to talk about this topic, but you handed <laughs> you, it to you, me. I mean, you raised your hand. No, I was just I just raised my hand because I was oh. thinking, oh, the glorious. Uh, bridal carry scene because that was the the scene that really turned me into a Raylo. I think like Same. the last Jedi really ca catalyzed me as a Raylo, but that scene was like mm, mm. I ship it, I low key ship it, and but you know the bridal carry is just an ancient symbol. It's on very old paintings. It's um it's a literature trope that you know it involves the death and the maiden. And, you know, the whole monster husband and all that sort of stuff that hopefully you will listen to in a future episode of this podcast. So we're not going to get into full detail, but just so you know, the bridal carry is it's not something that J.J. That Abrams came up with. This The bridal carry is a symbol that has been going on for decades, for ages. You know, it's not new. And when a character... You know, it happens in, in stuff like Phantom of the Opera, and it happens in a lot of, in a lot of um, Greek myth, myths and plays, I guess. 
So, you know, it's a very old trope. And once you see it on, on screen, like, you know what's up. Like, you know that usually the men and the women involved in the, in the bridal carry are eventually going to be involved romantically or sexually. So, you know, it just makes sense that <laughs> one of the first interactions that Ray and Kyle have is a bridal carry. It, like, really sets up the tone of their relationship going forward. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, let's just say that her clothes are really light colors, almost white, and he's all in black, and that is another... Oh, yeah. Another oh, yeah. Symbolic. And, yeah, very personal dead and maiden paintings. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so... Okay, let's wrap up The Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, then the next the next thing in The Force Awakens is the unexpected attraction, attraction that happens in the interrog- interrogation scene when Rey uh, nor- realizes that Kylo Ren is not a monster, it's just a man. A very attractive man and at that <laughs> and uh, the reason that 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 scene is in here it's because um, you you notice the the tension between between the both of them and the the it really next is one, yeah. sexual tension the scene <laughs> like yeah that's what this scene is about it yeah. really showcases um, both of them as equals it showcases the powers that they have and that they share and how they can see into each other's minds and most than anything it it sets up these as, as i just said the sexual tension that basically encapsulates their whole relationship even at the end of the of the last jedi um so yeah really sexually frustrated couple if i <laughs> if i have to say that i think the fight in the forest with starkiller really like cap- captures the sexual tension of Rey and kylo oh yeah Especially, Do you want to talk about that? Because that's an next point. Yeah, like, especially when she just um, gave him the scar. That's what. That was like mm-hmm. it. Okay. And the look on her face, you know, when she does, oh. like, she just or, like or when scars they, him, when and she's he's on the floor, and he's closing her eyes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that that scene. That's a very powerful scene, and I don't know if it's um, so much of sexual undertones, but. When they're like clashing lightsabers and the red and the uh, blue from their respective lightsabers just shines off each other's faces, and you see sometimes uh, Ray in red and blue, and you see Kylo in both red and blue as well. It's just really, really symbolic, and I really love that scene. I love how they handled it, and you know that scene also is the setting up of how equal they are. You know, it's not that Ray beat Kylo at that moment. You know. I think it's very pretty um, explicit that Kylo was not trying to hurt her. Kylo was not trying to really kill her. Like, it was not a fight to the death for him. For her, it was, probably. (laughs) But he was mostly testing her. Like, his intentions are clear. His intentions are, you need a teacher. Like, you're powerful and I'm powerful. So, I, you should, you should, um, how do you say... You should use the power that you have. And I'm the one that's going to teach you that. And of course, he's very pretentious in that intent. <laughs> uh, poor poor thing. He doesn't know how to talk to a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the, but that's basically the undertone of that scene. And that's what it means in the whole overarching story of, you know, Raylo. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> have put it better. And so we are ready to move to the main chorus, The Last Jedi. Oh yes, the yes. last Jedi. Uh, Richard, 
take it. You have the next point. Yes, the next point that we have is now we're starting with The Last Jedi, and it's about water. And boy, was this movie full of water. Especially, <laughs> this movie's a very wet yeah, movie. Especially because, yeah. well, we are on a planet of water that is active, and I think the meaning behind the water and in this movie is because it's everywhere in the galaxy, and water is everywhere in the galaxy. And I think it means something because, like I say, water is everywhere, and the force is very present. And I think it has to do something with Ray and Kylo because we see them and they're always interacting with water in this movie. So maybe the force and the water means something in their relationship. I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, I think that yeah, is... Yeah, because when, you, when the characters speak about the force, they usually talk about how it flows, you know, uh -huh. how it moves between bodies and... That's a very, like, water and liquid thing, you know? Like, you can imagine force as a, as a, as a as water, water kind of uh -huh. thing because it really flows, you know? It moves around like water would. And, you know, so I really... I think that makes a lot of sense that water and the force are kind of, like... Yeah, and like I say, Drake and Kylo interact with water through the course of The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. So we can start with the scene where Kylo is... Well, especially... Well... Raised in the rain, and then the connection yeah. starts. Like, right from the bat, that scene, it starts with Ray in the rain. Ray. Like, it literally starts with Ray touching water. Like, you cannot get more wet than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do eventually after that, but, you know, it's, it really showcases. Like, it makes, it takes the time to set up that Ray is surrounded by water the minute before and she has this forced connection yes. with Kylo. And she's so happy because she's seeing rain, rain for the first time. And yeah, she's so excited. Like, not really for the first time because we already saw her like in rain when she was following Luke around, but well, this is like the first time that she's actually able to enjoy rain. Yeah. Like, she's under the roof of the Millennium Falcon, so she's like just able to reach out and touch the water and have fun with it. Okay, but why, why is it sexual in this scene? Well, it's not really like sexual in sexual in the most obvious way, but water is just um. How do, how do I put this? Okay. <laughs> and well, yeah, and then we, Kylo comes in the connection, and it ends with him and his hand full of water, and I don't know, but that seems <laughs> very sexual. Actually, it it has a lot of. A background uh, with gloves and with water and water yeah, in the gloves. mouth and the reason that that he he got that was because Ray was because he was with Ray basically in the rain yes yeah so, <laughs> so yeah but I don't know it means a lot of things <laughs> yeah, it's just like the, the this kind of framing and this kind of of I don't know the oh, whole tension and the whole sense of the scene. Also, when what like, before he the shot of the hand, he like the kiss of his mouth, mm -hmm. and then he's like, uh, water. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like just that the whole thing like, like an asshole he's with like, him, uh, like slowly moving his hand on his face, and then just the shot that detailed shot of the glove. Like the wet glove and the way he 
closes his fist around the the droplets like you're just like oh wait and and you know also like hands especially hands. on driver's hands like are so attractive <laughs> hands, i don't know why hands are so important in this movie like i remember a tweet hands, of yes. mark hamill before the last day came out he was like hands are everything or something like that and he was right <laughs> he was right just hands quick are shout out Quick shout out, the Sky Talkers have an amazing podcast episode talking about hands in Star Wars and it's absolutely amazing and I loved every second of it so you should go listen to that because they talk about how important hands are, not just in The Last Jedi but in the whole of Star Wars and that's, it's it sounds like a weird topic to have a whole podcast episode about but trust me, it, it really pays off. So back to the topic. <laughs> well, and, I don't remember yeah. much, oh, when intertwined with another topic that's when Ray goes to the cave we have yeah that's a whole topic yeah, we have water there but I don't know you want to talk about it now or later well, we, we can wait it's in the list <laughs> so just to like complete this whole thought like water is really important and water has um, I mean I, I guess it's weird for me to say but like water has like sexual undertones yes. like when you see water it really reminisces you of like sweat and you know that sort of thing that is involved in a sexual relationship I guess mm -hmm. and you know that's why this the whole thing with the water and why we're making such a big deal out of it because <laughs> it is symbolic we're just we're not making it up <laughs> just shots uh, like drinking game every time we say water in this episode it's just um well Like like you said, and okay, like closing closing this thing. Um, I I don't know. It symbolizes a lot that it's in his mouth, you know. And the reason that it is there is because she, him she made a physical impression on him. Yeah. Okay. That 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 shot is to to show. Okay, maybe something something physical can can come out out of this. Yeah, it's really it's really setting up the yeah. later payoff. Yep. And. That is amazing. And just a quick uh, note, I really, I haven't read the whole Shakespeare edition of The Last Jedi. I really would love to, but I saw this snippet on Twitter that, of this scene, I don't know what the whole verse was, but it was something like, I see no ray, but I still get her rain, talking Aww. about that scene. And just like, oh, that, it's cute. It's sexy. It's just oh wow! I, I love those <laughs> like those verses killed me, and also there's this like comic adaptation of the Last Jedi, mm -hmm. and you know that scene in particular has like a big splash and also like oh, the yeah. the yeah. Whoosh. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember Twitter going mad about it. Um, <laughs> next next time. Okay, yeah. So the next one is called intimacy. And intimacy in The Last Jedi is so important. Like, the, especially between Rey and Kylo, I think what they eventually, they learn, I mean, how do I put this? Mm -hmm. The most important lesson that they learn is how to be intimate with each other. Because, you know, before The Last Jedi, they're basically just enemies. They don't, they can't see each other past that. I mean, they at least Kylo can, but, but just seeing Rey coming to his side. That's the way he sees it. And, you know, this movie really teaches the both of them how to open up to each other, you know, because they both have some, like, you know, family and childhood traumas that have really made them, like, close off from people. 
in you know in Kylo's case voluntarily and in Ray's case not voluntarily, and you know this whole deal that goes through all throughout all the movie of them developing this intimate relationship, it really is amazing. It it really amazes me how fast how fast their relationship develops from the Force Awakens to the Last Jedi, and it really has a lot to do with. Um, how th their scenes are handled, especially the force bond. I don't think you can get any more intimate yeah. than a force bond. You're mm -hmm. literally in each other's minds and feeling what the other is feeling and seeing what the other is seeing. And, you know, that right there just is, you know, the epitome of intimacy, at least from the way I see it. But it really goes out of its way to show, you know, other ty types of intimacy, especially with the... Famous or infamous Ben Solo scene, <laughs> which I, I love. And, you know, when that scene came up in The Last Jedi, I lost it. I was like, there's no way. I was like, you're kidding me. Like, there's no way they're actually doing this. <laughs> But they do. And it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's iconic. It's one of the most <laughs> iconic moments of the movie. And it's when, I think it's the third Force Bond. The third or the Yeah, it, it is the third First one, the first one is in the in the hut. The first one's where, when when Ray shoots at yeah. him. Uh -huh. The second is a water one. The yeah. third one is this. Yeah. When he tells her what Luke did. Yeah. Yeah. So in this scene, uh, Kylo shows up almost naked, you know, shirtless, <laughs> and Ray is like, uh, "Do you have a towel or something that you can put on?" And he, just he doesn't talking. reply. And I love that there was this He's post. I don't know that. if it was. You really think? Yeah, that. he is. There was a, a post on Thunder on Archer, I don't remember that, they kind of uh, turned the exposure of that scene like all the way up, and they, they were like, there's a, a fab there's some fabric, there's some shirt like right there beside him, but he's not putting it on, he's just like, he's, he's enjoying it, <laughs> and someone also made the case like, well, what was he gonna do, like, he can just put on a shirt because Ray asks him to, like, what kind of, like, What kind of oh, <laughs> enemy <laughs> enemy would he be if he just was like, oh, oh let you're me. bothered by my my pecs? I'm sorry, <laughs> let me put on a shirt. Like, no, he wouldn't do that. He was mm -hmm. just like, if you have a problem with it, like, I don't care. <laughs> And it really, that scene really starts to make them grow closer to each other in a way that they don't even realize because, you know, once you start seeing, you know, the fact that Ray sees him shirtless, it really... It goes one step further than seeing him without his mask. Like mm -hmm. seeing him without his mask was, oh, maybe he's not a monster. <laughs> yeah. And seeing him shirtless was like, you have to be, you have to face directly that the person that you're trying to hate so much is not a monster. He's just a man. He's an ordinary man. And he's standing like in front of you shirtless. Like, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> like, he's taking off clothes. He's taking off layers, layers, layers. every movie. Metaphorically I and, and literally. <gasps> oh my god, that is, that is so much deeper than I was going to say. I was just going to say that maybe in episode 9 <laughs> I, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but but... Maybe we joke about it, and maybe we we say like silly things about this thing, but it's really important for their relationship. And uh, there's a Ryan Johnson quote explaining why it was so important. Do you want to say it? Okay. <clears throat> Johnson Johnson tells uh people People Magazine the keyword being intimacy and the idea that this was a way to just why not step that up. The idea that what's even more uncomfortable 
that having a conversation face to face with a person you don't want to is if they're half naked during it <laughs> while you're having to do it. And so it was just another way of kind of disrobing Kylo literally and figuratively a little bit more and pushing that sense that sense of ah, I'm sorry, I can't read. And push and pushing that sense of these conversations becoming increasingly more intimate. Yeah. There, so that's a quote from Ryan Johnson right there. That that is what we were talking about. It's just uh, that scene and seeing here more seeing him more vulnerable was uh, really really important to establish the relationship they will have later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Grisha? Yeah, I just think the like I just think Kylo's like Han sometimes like very cocky and he was really enjoying it. <laughs> 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 like please, he's he's Han Solo's son. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. He has that pretty side, and like, Ray even if he doesn't know it. it. Ray wasn't here. Yeah, your father. <laughs> <laughs> your father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she tries so hard, poor thing. She tries so hard not to look at him, but he's like <laughs> right there, and he's enormous, <laughs> and you know. By the end of the scene, like she's like literally looking up, like <laughs> oh my God. she's almost like curving her her neck all the she's way really up. Trying. <laughs> like they're very close, very yeah. very close. We don't see we don't see them together in the same shot, but just the way that Ray's eyes look right up, like he was staring into his eyes, like he, like he was standing just two mi- two centimeters oh um away from from her, and like just imagine having. This giant man no, shirtless really. in front of you. I know. It it's so oh my god. <laughs> we're we're just like in point number three or four, I think. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're gonna make it guys. Uh, no, so let's just continue on the next one. Um the next the next point that we're going to talk about is the dive into the unknown. This is Ray falling to this dark cave, this literally dark side cave. And mm-hmm. it, this is important because uh, this is uh, Ray's story and her journey. And her heroine's journey. <laughs> if you want to talk, if you want to, to Google heroine's journey, we won't discuss it here because it's too long. But it's, uh, it's really amazing. And if you're interested in literature and in, in literature tropes, uh, you, should ch- you should check it out. And this is the part of Ray's story where she is discovering herself and her power, and that also includes um, discovering her sexuality in all those undertones. And this uh, this scene of the cave is is she realizing this other part of herself that she knows it's there, like she she says that uh, that some something in her has always been there. And she doesn't know what to do with it. And this is very reminiscent oh. of a young girl's um, experience with the kind of topics about, um, you know, their sexuality and how they handle these new changes in them and these new desires. And, you know, it you could say it's kind of stretching it out, but it's really not. No, um, I um, remember her. <laughs> remember a quote no, go from ahead. Brian last year when they were doing the press tour and he was always saying like the last year is about um teenage adolescence to adulthood so I understand yeah. why there's sex on the, in the or movie. childhood to adolescence yes. I guess and especially from no, Ray it, and it, Kylo, it, 
protagonist. Yep. So we're not protagonist. freaking out too much. And Ryan. I don't know. It's real. It's really to the point, and and it's not subtle about it. Uh, you know. No. If you see like the the um, how do you say the original concept art for the cave? It was actually red, like a really really intense red. Like it wasn't dark. It was red. So like that would have been just over the top obvious. So I think they toned it that they toned it down to dark to black, and that also kind of reminisces of the dark side and that the whole symbolism of that as well and you know the dark side is also you know a metaphor for this whole thing with sexual desires and everything that you know the jedi are famous for trying to repress for repressing yeah and inevitably turning anakin skywalker to the dark side because of that so you know it's you know it's ironic that way that <laughs> they are trying so hard to keep their apprentices from the dark side that they that they're their ways end up transforming them into the dark side and just pushing them over the edge. Mm-hmm. And that's what Ray is trying to learn. I mean, I mean, she's not actively trying to learn it, but she's definitely on a path that is going to show her the way that Anakin couldn't take, embracing both the light side and the dark. And that is really summed up in this cave scene and the way that she just falls down like she's not like jumping in she literally falls down she falls she dives into it uh, like almost accidentally and it really is symbolic of you know her experience with the force and you know this whole power set she didn't ask for that she didn't want but you know she always knew that she had something in her that made her different and that's her connection to the force and by you know, by connection to Kylo Ren and the light side and the dark, and you know that's the whole metaphor of that. <laughs> yeah, and you must also uh, be noticed that this cave is full of water. Oh yeah, <laughs> like we said in the beginning, <laughs> and she well, just well, ends know. up she just ends up drenched in water, and then she continues to be wet on the next scene. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, oh I, re- I just want to say that also when she's in the cave, like when she's in the mirror, we see a mm-hmm. silhouette that it may be Kylo. Yep. So, and what does she do? She touches, she touches. it. <laughs> exactly. And she's also later, she's when she's touching hands with Kylo, she's still wet. Well, that's the next point. Yeah. Glad you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you wanna do you wanna read that next point, Grisha? Discovery and losing inhibitions, Hunter's dream. Everyone, I read the yeah. Ryan Johnson. Yeah, if you want to. Okay, Ryan Johnson says, "To me, that's one of my favorite shots in the movie. Was those fingers touching? Is the closest thing we'll get to a sex scene in a Star Wars movie? A famous a right there. Oh, that okay. right there, just it just." showcases how you know we're not reaching if Ryan just Johnson himself is like this is the closest thing we'll have to a sex scene you know this is something that they talk about when they are writing these movies you know how the undertones what this means what this symbolizes and what it can you know portray and you know when they were filming this scene I'm pretty sure him and Adam and Daisy and everyone was very well aware what 
the hand touch scene was a symbol of you know and that intimate act and even Mark Hamill like he keeps making fun of it <laughs> like he's always like oh those two fingers touching that's so sexy I never even got to touch a finger and he's so salty about it <laughs> I remember when that came out and everyone in the real fandom I got so crazy oh we lost we it we lost it it was almost like this has nothing to do with it but that deleted scene of Luke uh, telling oh, Ray, you opened yourself to the dark side for a pair of pretty eyes like <laughs> reach me to the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, well I, I suppose we all know about this, this scene but I think we should like analyze it a little bit I think it's just the most beautiful scene I think it's my favorite one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie because it starts with um, I mean it starts right from the cave scene you know you hear um, the Ray talking and you don't know what, you don't know who she's talking to and once she once the mirror shows her herself instead of her parents and she just falls to the ground and it cuts to her in the hut and she's still wet she has oh my god uh, and remember that it's raining when they're touching hands mm, like mm, yeah more more, more water water, water you know water. I told you water really yeah Act two <laughs> is such a wet planet. Oh, yeah. um, and this is such oh. a wet movie. <laughs> and <laughs> that word, oh my god. Um, and where was I? Okay, so it cuts to Ray in the hut and she's wet. She has a blanket over her and she has lost all the layers of clothing. She's just in the blanket and a shirt that's, that shows kind of some some slight cleavage. You know, it's a v neck shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that shirt. I, I love to. I love it too. And, well, you know, she's talking to Kylo Ren himself, and he's sitting on a stool. I don't, I don't know what that what that thing is, but he <laughs> looks adorable sitting in it. And he's when you see him for the first time, you see him, like, crying. Well, not crying, but his eyes are definitely swollen, and it looks like he's been crying, just listening to her talk. And the moment I love most is how she's, like, she says... I never felt so alone and he responds immediately you're not alone <laughs> and he says it in the most honest and sincere way possible I so I love Alan Driver's acting so much oh, in this scene because it really showcases a side of him that we had not seen before this scene like this very soft um, honest and you know caring scene you know we had never seen color and actually care for anything not even himself and you know this whole this very um vulnerable vulnerable moment actually of him telling her you're not alone and her responding neither are you like that just it really seals the deal for them it really showcases that this is like the point of no return for them like this is them acknowledging their connection and their similarities and you know how they connect to each other and it's a very intimate scene like maybe not like sexual in the most obvious way like some other scene that we're gonna talk about next (laughs) but it's sexual in the intimacy of it Mm -hmm. and you know the hands touching really is a very the close-up like it's like there's a fire between them like a literal fire (laughs) and it just keeps glowing on their skins and everything when when luke barges in and he destroys the hut and it really destroys this ambience of romance and and warmth and light that was that had been created between them and it literally 
barges is in and he's opening himself to the dark and the cold and the rain and he of course Carlo disappears from the force band and she's left alone again with Luke mm-hmm. and so what do you guys think of this scene I really loved it but uh, I don't know I've <laughs> been talking about it non-stop uh, okay I think the one of the reasons that it that this scene is really sexy is just because of the vulnerability uh, there's of their situation and they're really opening opening up to to each other and I don't know it's more than just attraction is it's more than like a normal connection because you have these two beings that are really truly put together by the force and th- there is a fantastic episode of what the force with where Jason Fry is talking about the the relationship be- between uh, Ray and Kylo, and I'm totally fra- paraphrasing. I won't even try to to quote it to quote it because I don't remember exactly. Uh, but he says something about uh, people see it as romantic because that's the most uh, we that's can the get. Thing. That's the closest thing we can get to their relationship because it's more than just romance and love they're they are bound together and that is something that like that is the reason why it hits so hard with a lot of people this scene in particular and because you see it the the direction and and the acting and the setting all all of all of the the parts of the movie re- really do their best in this scene because it really it really leaves the message it really leaves you with with that feeling that they're so lonely and they're finding each other. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and that, this is this is kind of melodramatic and about no, sentiment, no, but totally we're right. Yeah. Don't boo her; she's right. And, like you have to keep in mind that he's not actually there, like physically. He's mm-hmm. like literally across the universe, like literally across a galaxy, mm-hmm. and he's literally touching hands with her. Like, yeah. that's the power of their connection that they can physically touch each other and that's the importance of the scene like yes the intimacy but just the fact that they can touch through the force like their bond is just like no other in the universe that we know of you know I think in the extended universe there were cases of force bond and of course Leia and Luke have one of some sorts because they can actually like hear each other and feel each other's feelings but this goes way beyond that. We have no record in the actual like canon of something like this. And it's just the connection between these two. And it's so special and so unique. Yeah. And I uh, talking about the ambience of, of this scene, it's like you can see it as two teenagers that are doing something secret. And then when Luke watches in, it's yeah. just like the father that discovers her, his daughter... Like, with <laughs> a guy in her bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah, that is definitely what what they tried to yeah, to go yeah, for. Uh, again, I guess. So yeah, this is the scene that everything, like you said, it's the point of no return, and then we get to the next part. Okay. <clears throat> the next one uh, is called physical closeness, and it is really just about the elevator scene, you know. Um, just a quick recap. Once they, once Ray touches hands with Kylo, she is on board with redeem Ben Solo 2019, and she's <laughs> like, "We can save Ben Solo. We can, we can win this war." So she up and she goes and she flies, flies away to find him, and 
of course, uh, it's not going to be that easy. And he handcuffs her. He has her handcuffed. And they're now together alone in an elevator about to go see Snoke. And this elevator scene is just, uh, it's just food for the reloads because <laughs> it has everything, you know. It has them calling each other by their names, their actual names. Um, uh, it has Ray like, literally getting closer to him you know, step by step, and she she's talking to him, and she's getting closer and closer and closer, until they're basically just about to touch. I've read of people who were like, I really, I really expected them to to kiss in that scene because it just like right now they're literally like together, together. It was not like in the fourth month; they're actually physically together, and it's the first time that they've been together since the fourth month, and it really again as the interrogation scene, it's full of sexual tension. And but now more than that, there it is. Um, as we said, the physical closeness. Um, I really love the height difference in, in the, <laughs> that this scene showcases. Just the way that she gets closer to him, and she she just seems smaller, and she has to really look up to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's adorable. Uh-huh. And in the comic, in the Last Jedi comic adaptation, this there's a really neat panel that has Ray handcuffed and just right beside her is Kylo with the legacy lightsaber between his hands. Oh. And it's oh. just, like, if you really want oh, to go deep much. into that, it's like they're both handcuffed in that moment. You know, Ray physically is handcuffed, but Kylo has the handcuffs of his legacy between his hands. Oh, God. And it's just really so symbolic, and oh, it's such so good. And I just, I live for that shit. <laughs> and, you know, the whole just the whole mood of this scene, like, what do you guys think of this scene in particular, the elevator scene? Gracia, I love it. I was watching it on Friday, the last year, and <laughs> okay, I was like, Ray doesn't know what personal space is. Like, <laughs> oh my god, she really she, she went just... so close. Poor Kylo was so scared. Yeah, she didn't know what to do. But it's understandable. There's a girl. It's understandable because she was in Jakku all alone and like she hasn't met. Yeah, she hasn't been with people, so she doesn't know <laughs> how to. I don't know, act with other persons, <laughs> but yes. You just make me think of Thors, of Tarzan, you know, that scene oh. where they're in the tree and, and he just keeps getting closer and, and Jane's like, get off me. Like, what do, do you not know what personal space is? Well, and that, that's, right. that's right. I need that AU now. <laughs> I, think so I think it should exist <laughs> out there somewhere. At least an image or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, keep going. And yeah, like, he's so scared that you can just go. <laughs> Girl, like, girl, what's up? Calm down. No, don't stop. <laughs> he doesn't. Actually, no, come he back. He really doesn't know what to do. Ben Solo doesn't know what to do. And you know, but not only she gets close, but she she actively stares at his lips for yes. like two full seconds, and she, and he does back like, and and you know, I really okay. So she's like, you don't have to do this. Um, I sense a conflict in you, tearing you apart. And she calls him Ben. I love, really love, I really love every moment that she calls him Ben because it just like it just goes to show how intimate they, and they I, become. And I just love, in, like, I just love how Adam makes his voice really soft. Like when Kylo, oh, so when Kylo's talking to Ray, like he talks in a very different way, and I love it. Yes. He's like, I saw something too. 
yes. you know, very slow, two scenes very before, calm. like, <laughs> I love it. Like, yeah, he was, he was um, smashing his helmet on that very same elevator at the beginning of the yeah. movie, and right. then, like, flash forward two hours later, and he's standing beside his crush, mm-hmm. uh, speaking in a very low, romantic voice, and glancing at her, at her lips, and calling her Ray. Oh. Oh, it's so cute. It's so cute and intimate, and you know, but at the same time, it's full of sexual tension, you know, and that's Raylo in a nutshell. Yeah, thank you, Daisy and Adam, and you know, for <laughs> having an amazing chemistry, honestly. Oh, Raylo okay. wouldn't work. And you know what? <laughs> no, you're totally right. You're totally right. The the direction they were giving, and they're, they're just, their mastery on, on acting is, is just. What makes this scene? I wonder what Ryan's directions were in this scene. Like, I remember. I think we will find out after nine or something because uh, I feel I like we so. we will get the, the script of this one after nine. This interview what? that I don't know if you guys remember it too. That Adam asked Ryan if Kylo had is a girl. And yeah, I think, it, I think that was for the hand touch scene. I don't know, but I think it was for this. I don't remember very well. I think it was for the hand touch because I, I I think they were talking about how intimate that scene was and like she he's literally touching a girl yeah and I think that's why Adam got to thinking well has he ever even kissed a girl <laughs> like what is what what where is he standing on this of course not he's a twenty year old man who has never touched a girl in his life you can't you can keep that <laughs> oh headcanon out of my head okay like, you can get that I out. Mean, I, I I accept that headcanon, but because not because he couldn't get you know a, a girl to mm-hmm. you know because he's he's hard as fuck. <laughs> but I think it's it involves Snoke and just yeah. the way that he's always been on his mind. And if I had like this wrinkly old giant alien man in my head twenty four seven, I wouldn't be having like you know any sexual or romantic attraction to anyone because I would just feel. Like, worry that they will find out and just dis- destroy and, you know. It would just be creepy. Just, it, it, it's just literally an old creepy man <laughs> looking at every single thing that you're thinking about. And I just, I think it would be awkward. Just a small deviation of, of the of the topic of this podcast. I just entered, I, I think it was about two weeks ago, I entered a discussion with my class and with my teacher on my writing workshop. Uh, in screenplay writing workshop and I actually had to write the scene with Ben and with Luke that was my assignment but we had to do like a profile on the character and I just I just plain said oh and he's a 20 year old virgin a 29 year old virgin and, he, and everybody was like why? and I was like did you see the scene when he <laughs> He just looks at Ray and it starts crying, <laughs> and they were like, uh, "I guess it kind of makes sense." And I was yeah. like, "Thank you, thank you." <laughs> yeah. Um. Next one. Okay, the next one. The next one. Uh, it's yours. It's mine. Okay, so this is uh, it, it encompasses a lot of things because now it's just about the same scene but different aspects of it and the progression. Uh, so, hmm. <clears throat> oh, now we are out of the elevator, and oh, I'm sorry. And then they they start talking with Snoke, and Ray just 
they, they put her on her knees in front of Ben. It doesn't get more sexual and... than that. <laughs> yes. And you know, I, I, I tried not to laugh at the theater and I tried not to say anything. But it's just really obvious for me because she's just there with her eyes at the same level as, as you know. That's you know what. Yeah, like his lightsaber. And I was make, going to say my yeah, his no, lightsaber. No, no, no. To make things worse, he's not just eye level to his crotch. He's she's literally eye level to his lightsaber. Like yeah. if just to make the point more obvious, he points the lightsaber at her. Yeah. And it just again lightsabers as phallic symbols. And you know what? Before before we get to that, there's mm-hmm. this moment where Ray uh, uses the force to call Kylo's saber to her. And you know, if we keep going with a phallic symbol, you know, the lightsaber being a phallic symbol, then you know what that scene means. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just <laughs> moving on. No, that that was awesome. And and you know that that is. That is basically it. It's just that it's really obvious that it's in front of <laughs> that they're in that position, and actually I think there 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 is a gif or something. There is a video. I don't know if it's on the on the documentary or some bloopers. I think it's a blooper, and it's just Daisy just starts laughing out loud <laughs> yeah. when she's in that position, and I know I know it's because of that. What 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 else? Oh if you were Why? in that position, even if. Even if the director told you, no, it's not sexual or, or, or anything, and even if you're too mature, okay, you, you have it there. You, you're, you're seeing mature, that. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine being Daisy at the, at the moment. I'm trying. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, also, we need to, to point out that this is where we, we enter the throne room. And this throne room actually has a lot of, of undertones. It has a lot of meaning. And you you said Gina, you said that the cape was initially going to be to be red. Well, this throne room it's all red and it's yep. like kind of circular, rounded like a like a womb. Yep. And a lot of people have made the 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 point that the cape symbolizes a womb and this throne room does it as well. And it's not just the the walls, it's the Praetorian guards are are also red. are also red, and Kylo and Kylo's saber is red. So you know, there's there's this intensity. Also, his lightsaber is like really shaky and really unstable. Yeah, and has yep. a lot of power. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, just let's start with that with all that scene. And Rizia, with the next point. Yes. Well, the finger flick. We didn't talk about yes. that. Like. Yeah, that's that's the next point. That's the explicit. <laughs> yeah, it's like again. I remember seeing this in the theater. Like there was just this pinpoint moments I can remember from being in the theater and being like, oh, I what they're <laughs> doing that. And one of those moments was that the you know the whole scene when Ben is about to kill Snoke. And they really showcase his fingers and his hand just moving the lightsaber. And that's just like, I, 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 I have to admit, I did not find hands that attractive before this movie. It's a <laughs> but this movie really showcases, you know, the power of hands. And it just, it, it, it shoots Adam Driver's hands so beautifully. Like, mm-hmm. this beautiful shot of Adam's hands. And... He doesn't just like move it around. He literally flicks his fingers, and he calls the lightsaber to Ray. 
and okay, so I, I cannot even begin to describe how as Grisha said how graphic and obvious this symbolism is. Like you just get it. Like and if you don't get it you're too young to be listening to this podcast in the first place. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just I don't know what direction Ryan gave to Adam in that point. Just it's just your like, fingers. Like, oh. like yeah, you know, like when you're uh, those, well, two just, fingers, those two fingers. Those two. Those two fingers. Yeah, flick them that way. Can I just move my wrist? No, you have to flick the fingers, Adam. Adam, <laughs> Adam, listen to me. Adam, Adam, you have to, you have to flick the fingers, Adam. <laughs> but why? Adam just do it for the movie. The friends will love like, it. Ah! <laughs> oh my god! Actually, in in the in the notes, I I. I made for this episode. I just have it as as not so subtle anymore yeah, at all. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just first of all he does that he does that thing and thing. Yeah, and <laughs> he does that to call he uh, the lightsaber to Ray, which she catches. I love that. I love that detail. I love that the way that he's not calling the lightsaber to him. He's calling it and fully like voluntarily given it to Ray. That's so, so symbolic. Okay, just go. Yeah. And I think we unabortunately just... <laughs> I, I said the next point that is just oh. her, her catching the lightsaber. I'm sorry. Um, And the next one is just the Praetorian Guard fight. Wow. That, that, that whole scene... You know, that scene... That scene could be a podcast on, on all on itself to just to go layer by layer on what that scene means you know because on the very surface level on the very surface level is them literally like joining forces and fighting a greater a greater evil like that's the obvious part but if you really really go deeper into that you know there's this amazing metas that i've read on tumblr describing literally like so very detailed how this scene it's just a whole metaphor for sex. So, have you have any beginning thoughts on that? Did you catch that at first? Like when you first saw the Last Jedi, were you like, "Oh yeah, this scene was a, is a metaphor for sex"? <laughs> Did you see the sexual undertones in it? You know what? I I think I I was just so super excited because when when it started, it it started. It, I just I just couldn't believe it, what I was seeing. I literally just screamed. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, maybe after after I saw the movie and really thought about it, I actually just catch it, and I I just I just I think I caught the ten- the tension on that scene, and I really love their how they are fighting in total harmony and how they are even swapping weapons and they're trusting totally in each other and are caring for each other and each other's safety. You know. Like listen to that again, and what what does that remind you of? You know, mm. also the the whole the whole place is catching fire. Oh, the tight with scene where she grabs. Oh, yeah, Gracia, please talk about that. I I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, I couldn't believe it. Like the first time, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like she holding Kylo's tight. Like the choreography. Like how they came up with that like yes Daisy you're gonna be like this with Adam back to back it's <laughs> amazing like how Ryan came up with all these things that really people think it doesn't mean anything but it really means everything for it, this character yeah it means everything yeah and I and yes like I just um when they when they 
finish the fight and they're all, all exhausted. <laughs> like, can we talk about uh, that? Sweaty. All sweaty. Yeah. Like, Wait. We're just calling for each other. Yeah, no, but okay. So the whole thing starts with, you know, it starts with Ben giving the lightsaber to Ray. And then she gets up from the ground. She stares at him, just waiting for him to do something. And then what does he do? He lights up his own lightsaber. And I love the how the light shines on his face. Like we don't oh. see the lightsaber being ignited, but we see the light on his face. I love that. And, I love oh, and during the, that whole time, he's not looking at, at anything other than Ray's eyes. And like they're literally staring at each other's eyes for like an eternity. <laughs> and they just reach a whole like understanding, you know, at that moment. They're like, okay, we're doing this. And that's the moment where they turn each other's uh, backs and they start fighting the Praetorian Guards. And, you know, the whole scene is just full of grunts and screams and things like that. And as Andy said, like, they calling each other's names, like, Ray calls for Ben, like, two or three times and mm-hmm. they this fight. And, you know, just the whole intensity of the moment, you know. And I think if you saw the, the scene without uh, music, it would sound like very, like very sexual. <laughs> oh my God. I, let's just make that edit. I, I need that now. Yes, I need to. Uh, yeah. I need to see that. To hear that. <laughs> like, like we were saying, it's just this whole thing is all very sudden and very just passionate and intuitive, and they're in complete uh, harmony with each other, and that's why they win, and that's why I, I don't know. It's just. There was balance. There was a lot of things. There was balance. There was balance. The okay, and you, you can <sighs> see the potential of that. Yes. And, and so it's all very violent and very and very harsh. And he has this slow mo moment when she's grabbing his thigh. Ah, oh, the thigh. Grab. I we can analyze this for hours. I think. Yeah, yeah. It goes frame it goes by even, frame. It goes even further, you know. Yeah. Um, at the end when. You know, I think this is the, like very, like, I don't know if it's a reach, but it is a fact that Ray finishes first. I mean, finishes oh. attacking the Praetorian Guards first. She kills the last Praetorian she Guard does. first. She turns to him and he's still struggling. And she calls his name. She calls Ben and throws the lightsaber at him. And then he ignites the lightsaber and that's how he, he finishes. And to make matters worse, um, the Praetorian guard that he kills has a hole in his face, like a literal hole. Oh, oh my god! And white smoke comes out of it okay. while he is gasping for air. So I'll leave you to that to make of that what you think. But if you really look at it, and there's gifts out there, <laughs> there are the gifts. Oh my god! Really I forgot like about a very something, about yeah? a very sexual thing. When Rey yeah. is in the Millennium Falcon and she's going to the Supremacy and she oh. looks to the lightsaber. Like, <laughs> it just thinks about Dick and Tyler. She stares at the thing and she's like, she composes herself before going. Like, <laughs> she's like, okay. I think there's a gif that added the text of thinking about Dick thinking and Tyler. Oh my god. Thinking about Dick and <laughs> Chewbacca knew what was up. What was yep. up. Yep. I she just, did. He did. You just you, you see it in his face. No. But yeah, very good. I, 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 
I for I had forgotten about yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> I think that that is a, a a good point to end all of this to just go to closing thoughts. Do you have your closing thoughts, Grisha? Um, guys, this movie is full <laughs> of sex. I can't believe it. Yeah, Ryan Johnson it's basically porn. did that, and there's not so many people that have um, CD symbolism, and I don't know why, but it's like I think there are people who like if the, if you made if you made a point to explain it to them, there they'd be like, well, that's reaching or that's stupid or that's there's no way that that's what I intended, but you know, I don't think what well, I don't know what it is, but Raylos seem to like be very, very connected to the creators as like you know mm -hmm. to this day that's what it feels like mm -hmm. like we understand what they were trying to do better than anyone and that's why we ship Raylo because I think we're getting like we're totally getting it and some people have a hard time a hard time getting that and you know I know a lot of male people especially that male. like Star Wars and kind of liked The Last Jedi I guess but they don't see the Raylo in it And I'm so, like, baffled, you know, like, I remember once The Last Jedi came out, uh, you know, like, four days later, I was in a podcast, and I think I mentioned this before, I was in a podcast with four other men, and we talked all of The Last Jedi with spoilers and everything, and not once did we mention Raylo. And, you know, that was four days after The Last Jedi came out, so, like, I hadn't really, it hadn't really said in me how Raylo it was. But now I can't imagine having a discussion about The Last Jedi without mentioning Raylo at some point. Mm -hmm. And if I don't, it's because I don't want to get into that with a specific person that I'm talking to because I know that they won't get it. And I know that kind of sounds pretentious, but that's yeah. what, but it is no, what it is. Yeah. I, I do the same. Like, I don't mention it because I know <laughs> men, can, <laughs> men. <laughs> men can get it. I, act I actually kind of... I know where 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 I know where people are coming from when they see they when they say they don't see the things we just talk about in this podcast. I, I I see that, but I there's something that maybe they don't fully understand it and analyze it with their minds, but they they feel it and they grasp it with their emotions and with all the undertones and on the back of their minds. Um, In the back of everyone's minds is uh, we see these kinds of themes and so when I don't know when nine happens and, and you know Raylo becomes canon or whatever <laughs> it, it it won't it won't appear and it won't seem as forced or anything because uh, you had all these things planted before you have all these seeds before and And it will feel right because, you know, that's where they are called undertones and that's where they are, um, they are subtle. It's because you, you don't have, their, their point is not for you to notice it at first. Yeah. Just to feel it at first. Yeah. And yeah, there are, this is the whole uh, thing about metas that, okay, maybe the creators did intend this, maybe they're not, but this is what we're grasping and this is what we are feeling. Yeah. And I think that it's really, that's really valid. amazing. That's valid and that, that's important because uh, that is important for us. And mostly about, and mostly for the, for the female uh, fans and uh, the people that are, 
enjoying these movies. We we yeah. just we watch it and we we watch it with our hearts. <laughs> let's yeah, just say. definitely. Yes. And and maybe for talking about uh, talking from one person that is in the industry or is uh, trying to get into that uh, as a film student, uh, let me just say that the creators, the, any nothing in the movie is just oh, just put it out there because reasons is. It, everything has a reason and everything every single shot and every single frame and every single art decision and in the direction and the direction of actors is just everything's planned everything is planned and something. you you yeah it means something and you have a lot of time and and I don't know how many how much of that the Ryan Johnson actually put on the script and I don't know how how much um did Adam and Daisy add it to that? And maybe on the set, they just thought, okay, let's just step it up a little bit. And I think uh, there is a quote from Mark, Hamill, from Mark Hamill as well. I think we have it there. Uh, he said, I thought it was sought about the, the finger touching scene. I thought it was sought because I didn't know if it's even said in the script. If it described... If it's described in that way, but when I saw it on screen, I thought I've got a when I when I saw it on the screen, I thought I've got this. I went wow, and and you know that that's that's what I meant. Maybe it in the script was uh, was it was a thing, but the the result it's out there, and they that's what they decided to put to all the world see. So they are saying something. And I just ramble a lot, but mm. I hope you you got what I was trying to say. Yeah, so that basically, you know, you know, we're we're talking about sexual imagery that may or may not be intentional, but you know, that's not the point. That's not. It doesn't matter if like Ryan Johnson meticulously planned for the Peter and Guard fight to be a, a metaphor for sex, which you could make a case that he did. We we may never know for mm -hmm. sure. But once you see the scene and you see the parallels and there's beautiful meta out there that goes way into more detail than we did in the podcast, you, you, you just kind of have to go like, oh yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense if you just open yourself to that possibility. And you, can just, you can't just dismiss it like, oh no, that's a reach or oh, no, that's not what I meant because that's not what meta is and that's not what this is about. This is what... The movie, once it's out there and once it's been analyzed frame by frame, basically, this is what we're getting. And you can have your own interpretation of it, but this is one of it, and it's as valid as any other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think you just have to accept, like, you may not agree with it, but you have to accept that the symbols and the parallels are there. And, like, you can, like, you have to see the Praetorian Guard fight, and at the end, everything is just surrounded by literal fire. <laughs> and they're having just a very emotional conversation, surrounded by fire and ashes and everything, and what they have just done. And it just really, it really means a lot that whole climax. Well, no, it's not really the climax, the climax is on Crate, but I think that's the climax of their relationship yeah. in The Last Jedi. The Crate scene is the climax of the plot, I guess, but the throne room scene and the the how do you how do people call it um the proposal scene ah, yeah, proposal. <laughs> the Kylo's proposal scene to raise really and the way that the lightsaber breaks in half 
is the climax of their relationship mm-hmm. in the Last Jedi, and that's how they that's how they end it. Um, yeah, every single every single movie that you see has to go through a, a process of production and a process of planning, mm-hmm. and especially something as big as Star Wars, which is probably the biggest franchise other than Marvel right now. Mm-hmm. You have to go bit by bit, and you have to really plan it. And especially Star Wars has its rich history from the seventies and the original movies and everything. Like, there's this fan base that you have to respect. Like, whatever the fan base may be or may not be, you have to respect the fan base and what this story means to them. So they can just take it lightly and be like, you know, Star Wars, whatever, mm-hmm. who cares? Because there are a lot of people that care, so they have to care when they make them. So this just goes to say that everything is intentional and everything is done with a purpose. And if it's there in the movie, then it's probably it probably was meant to be there and it was meant to be seen. Maybe not on your first watch, maybe not on your maybe not on your second or third watch, but down the line you're gonna see it and it's gonna dawn on you. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of filmmaking. I think a good movie is not the same the first time you watch it to the fifth, seventh, sixth, eighth time that you watch it. So yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. I think those are my thoughts on it. I think the last is just a very sexually charged movie. Yeah. But it's very subtle, so like maybe not in some points. I think some are very, very obvious. But it's you but, know, but just, not to yeah, just good enough that you know for kids, it's just gonna go over kids' heads. Yeah. And once when, when kids grow up and they watch the last Jedi again, they're gonna watch it and be like, "Oh, that was such a sexual sex, sexual movie." But when you see it as a kid, you don't you don't get it yeah. because you know you're not familiar with any of that. But as an adult, you can see it and you can acknowledge it and you can admire it for it and I think that it's a very elegantly put together sexually charged movie and that's how I can describe it <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh, Rita do you want to say anything else before we go in conclusion the like is very sexual <laughs> thank you for coming to our TED talk thank you for coming to our TED talk that's why we That's why we created this podcast, so we could have many TED Talks about radio. <laughs> Not so many. Uh, but, yeah, let's just finish the, finish this episode uh, by me saying this this analysis wouldn't, couldn't have been made without all the input and all the analyzing and all the hard work from other fellow, fellow railroads and other uh, people that, that really dived into this topic before. Uh, of course, we have every every one of us have have opinions of uh, of their own, but they were really they were really an inspiration and it helped a lot. Uh, there are so many great people and intelligent people out there uh, posting um, videos and and po- long metas? posts and metas about this, and you should really check check them out. I think we will have. Um, there are links on the description when you're what where of where you're listening this podcast on and yeah that's it for the episode yeah we usually have like song and fanfic recommendation I don't think we have a fanfic recommendation today but do you have any songs that you can think of right now off the top of your head that you can recommend to the people to feed their radio needs. Grisha, I think, has some recommendations. So what do you think... What, what can you suggest, Grisha? 
Well, I was listening to Ray and Kylo's playlist on Spotify this week, mm -hmm. and I found a song that really, like, it's very Ben Solo. It's I was mm -hmm. almost cry I was almost crying while while I was listening to it because I was like, this is so so Ben, and like he deserves a redemption now. It's called Ashes, <laughs> Ashes of Eden by Breaking Benjamin, and you can. Mm -hmm. Check it out on the Kylo playlist. It's amazing, by the way. There's there's so many Raylo, Raylo things <laughs> out there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you should. And why is it? You should really check it up, and because I it's gonna make you sad, but it, I think it really represents Ben Solo in in that song. Okay, why why does it represent represent him? Oh, there's a there's a lyric that says, "Will the darkness fall upon me when the air is growing thin? Will the light begin to pull me to its everlasting will? I can hear the voices haunting. There is nothing left to fear, and I'm still calling to you. I'm still calling to you." Ah! Oh my god! Oh my god. That, that, that is on the blatantly that's blatantly Ben Denshin slash Raylo, and I can't. And like, that's, this is an official playlist, kind of playlist, people. Yes. Yeah, this is like this is officially like put together, you know, under the Disney official seal of approval. You know, these are the same people that wouldn't let Wrecked Ralph make a joke about Kylo Ren because you know they wanted to protect his image. But this song is in his playlist, so like I'm just saying, I yeah, and those, I love it. Those lines like really represent his character. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So go it. listen, go <laughs> listen to it. It's called again "Ashes of Eden." Ashes of Eden. Okay, we'll Amazing. check it out. Well, I think that's everything for this episode then. Yeah. Okay. Just one more thing. Um, for things that have been happening in the fandom, I think Guisha and the Fair and I have been talking, and we want to make a special episode about women in the fandom. You know, there's been like a lot of people that have taken, you know, Raylo theories from before The Last Jedi came out and be like, oh yeah, this was a theory and blah, blah, blah. But they never acknowledge that, it's, that it was a Raylo who came up with that theory. And it was probably a woman that made that theory. So what we're trying to get to is that women in, fan in fandom are very important and they should be listened to. And that's why we want to open the invitation to anyone To any women out there listening to the podcast, if they want to collaborate with us to make a special women in fandom episode, I don't know if that's what we're gonna call it, but that's the theme of it. Yeah. And if you want to share your experiences in fandom as a female, the positive and the negative, and just to you know make an episode that's gonna be about women and how we can protect each other and how to have a healthy and fun experience in fandom, because you know we're just people like any other and we deserve to have fun you know mm -hmm. fandom is supposed to be fun it's not supposed it's not supposed to be about gender and or anything but sadly it can be so we went just to open this kind of support group so if you are a radio or not if you want to share your experience you can send us an audio of you talking about it uh, to our email it, it's radioalliance at gmail.com or if not you can just send us a tweet and our twitter is radioalliance Yeah, right. Our mm -hmm. Twitter is at Raylo Alliance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
uh, you can send us a, a tweet with your story um, over there. And probably we're going to be looking to find people who want to collaborate with us, other fellow podcasters, female fo- podcasters, of course, that want to join us for an episode and talk about all of this, our experiences as women in fandom. So we're just putting putting it out there. We don't know when that's going to come, but it will come eventually. So we're really excited about that and all the other projects that we have in mind. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode about sexual imagery. Thanks again to everyone who voted for it. And if you didn't, don't fret because we're probably going to get to the other topics eventually as well because they're very interesting and we want to talk about them. And so, yeah, I think that's it. Um, as I said, follow us on our social media. That's at Real Alliance. Uh, send us an email to realalliance at gmail.com with your questions, uh, review with any comments that you want to send us. Um, also, song and fanfic recommendations. We can we also accept those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you guys want to plug in your tweet, your Twitter handles, your personal tweets? Uh, yes, uh, you can find me at Hufflepuff Ray. That is Hufflepuff with double F on every F. <laughs> and that you is, can find that me. is where I put all my Star Wars stuff. You can find me at Ray's Roses. That's where I put all my Raylo shit. <laughs> we love your Raylo shit. Yeah, <laughs> I love your Raylo shit. And well, mine is just my name. It's at Gina Gomez. That's at G-I-I-N-A-G-U-E-M-E-S. Again, that's G-I-I-N-A-G-U-E-M-E-S. And that's where I put all all my shit. <laughs> like Raylo, Star Wars, um, Disney, Whatever. and personal stuff. That's It's everything there. Like, I have no time to have multiple chairs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I barely can keep up with mine and the two podcasts that I host. So, yeah. Um that's three is fine for me so (laughs) just follow me there if you want to keep up with me personally and that will be all for this episode so thank you guys for joining us uh sorry for the long wait we promise to be more um active from now on and so with that we say goodbye goodbye guys Bye, bye guys will the darkness fall upon me when the air is growing thin Will the light begin to pull me to its everlasting will? I can hear the voices haunting. There is nothing left to fear.